You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog Podcast. Just uh, just a show for two, uh, well, three old guys. Yeah. Just playing old games. Some old, some old video some games. Some old, some old PlayStation 1. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kinda. OG PlayStation. Kind of. Sort of. Maybe. Both old and new PlayStations. Or Nintendo Switches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about... Crash Bandicoot. Who? Crash Bandicoot. Is that what he sounds like? Yeah. All right. Sounds like an old prospector. And and uh, to talk about it, we've brought on the uh, our most foremost uh, cooter. That's what they call <laughs> someone who's really into Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Exalted Lord Mike of Purdue. Yo, yo. What's up, Good man? Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. You're... See ya. <laughs> Wait, don't go. We just started. <laughs> We need we need you. We need your we need your cooter expertise. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> Let's hear about that. <laughs> Let's start with that. <laughs> well, there's this one time <laughs> at the Louisville Arcade Expo. <laughs> oh, now I definitely need to know. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Crash Bandicoot. That's what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Um, uh, but first, I'm your beard host, Tyler. I don't really have a story or anything. No, no. Anything interesting? Any anything interesting happening? Uh, it's just uh, it's been a fucking busy ass week. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm about to in t minus a few minutes. I'm gonna take these sleeping pills because <laughs> yeah. we're recording much later than usual. Yeah, we're recording a day earlier too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my fault for throwing it off from the day. Uh, so it's no big deal. I just don't have my shit together. <laughs> I just want to get in front of that and be like, all right, look, things might be a little slapped together. <laughs> It's because yeah. I don't have my notes like I normally do. <laughs> well, because this is we're recording on a Monday. My beautiful, wonderful wife, her birthday is tomorrow, so I wanted to be able to cook her all the foods and do all the things that we could do. Can't really go anywhere at the moment, so just didn't want to have half my day at work and then half my day recording. So yeah, we're doing it a day early. You so. can't go anywhere because of the pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you cooking? Uh, she's over. She's right next to us. So. Oh, it's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just gone with that. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. We're Western Kentucky. It's meth. Yeah. <laughs> she loves it. Pregnancy safe meth. <laughs> Whatever keeps the lights on, right? <laughs> I'm like, we'll just eat Blue Rock candy and watch Breaking Bad. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when this comes out, she will be, she will be uh, her birthday plus one day. So happy birthday, so, Melissa! She's not there. You she's o- she's over there. She has her headphones on because she's watching Dexter, which we just finished season four last night. No, you just got you guys <laughs> just feel like getting mad. Season four, well, season four is the best best season. I feel season, like season af- four is fine. After four, it's all pretty much downhill. Which from one had, here. Which was one? it? Which one's Trinity? Yeah. Four. Okay. So yeah, that's the last yep. good season. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, I didn't mind season five. I think nah, five is the one with Lumen. <laughs> Six is uh, the Doomsday Killer, and then the final season was. 
I liked Lumen okay, but yeah. like that season just in general, I didn't like. Like it felt to me. Welcome to DexterCast. It felt to me like <laughs> season four is where it should have like it ended, or they should have wrapped it up in one last season, you know, yeah. instead of it being like that's Dexter, everything Dexter's built for his identity is falling apart. So right. they could have done something drastically different with five, maybe. Yeah, but I'd have been I'd have been okay with that. But hey, look, I don't write TV, so. What do I know? Dexter casts, where we all turn into lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> or, or people who pirate, you know, uh, sail directly into hurricanes, or mm-hmm. poison people, or, you know, all the endings. All the endings at once. <laughs> Is there a Dex- uh, Dexter uh, virtual novel? I hope so. <laughs> I will just bandersnatch the last last episode of Dexter. <laughs> Which I've heard that they're coming back for like a miniseries, I guess, maybe to try and redeem it. But that's that's an old rumor. Wow. I'd seen where Michael C. Hall or had signed up for it, but that was feel like that was like two years ago. Huh. I'm still surprised that he uh, it weirds me out rewatching it, knowing that he's married to old girl now. Yeah, like he, <laughs> yeah, married to his sister. I think oh, they got back divorced. together. Or oh, I didn't know they got they, divorced. They had, they had gotten together during this series and close to the end split up. Right, which made it super <laughs> weird, and you could totally tell like. Isn't that like around the season where spoilers yeah, for Dexter, yeah, 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 yeah. where like she figures out who what he's who he is kind of yeah, deal? and she she thinks she's in love with right. him. Although I will give it up to that that actress, the acting she does whenever she's trying to figure it out. I feel like she's drawing on that pain from the, their personal breakup, sure. and I think she really like as shit as the writing is. I feel like she's the highlight of those yeah. of those episodes because she's she really knocks out of the park with personal pain. Yeah, but. Her name's Deborah, right? Her Deborah. Name. Deborah. She should have been Deborah from Everyone Loves Raymond. They should have just. Gonna thought, be. Let's recast Dexter, but with sitcom actors. <laughs> oh yes, please. Oh man, that's uh, could be really tough. I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Who who would make the best Dexter out of all the sitcom dads? Fraser Crane. Fraser's <laughs> pretty good. Niles. <laughs> we gotta do. We have to do. But not. Uh, yeah, they are dads. Do we have to just do re- recast Dexter with Fraser characters? <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, the Fraser Niles dad is te- definitely Trinity. <laughs> oh shit! Who is really into train sets? Except <laughs> <laughs> for I guess it doesn't have to be dads, but uh, any any sick up like uh, who would make a interesting. Uh, coach, coach from Cheers. Oh, I, an interesting Dexter. You know who would make a good Dexter? Um, since he's used to drugging people, would be Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I wonder how good he is with uh, Saran wrap. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what they put on top of Jello, anyways, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Oh shit! That's a joke that would have played way differently ten years ago. <laughs> Welcome um, to current year. Yeah, I think if you go back into Tadpog, uh, the the annals of Tadpog history, I'm willing to bet at some point, like in year one or year two, we're like someone is like, "Yeah, I love Cosby." <laughs> <laughs> yep, because we've been doing this for probably me. Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ideal. <laughs> As long as it's not me, uh, which it probably is, because I really loved the Cosby Show as a kid. Well, see, I never really watched the Cosby Show, but I did watch his like '70s stand-up in high school a lot. Sure, like, yeah. I had a teacher who always play it. Yeah, and he, I mean, he had good stand-up. Yeah, for real. So, and then kids also do say the darndest things. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott, I still love that Seinfeld where not what Jerry Seinfeld is on like Conan defending 
uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like, I can separate. I can separate. It's fine. Commercial break comes back. Never mind. I can't. <laughs> Somebody talked to me during the commercial break and said, this is a really bad thing you said. Dial it back. Yeah. I hope that it was, uh, I, <laughs> I hope that it was Jason Alexander. <laughs> Jerry! <laughs> What are you doing? You can't defend Cosby. <laughs> no one can defend Cosby. I bet I can defend. No. So, hot take. That's a show I never got into. I never liked Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh man, Seinfeld is Seinfeld is the is the best show that ever has been on television. I mm. think. Bold statement. I mean, okay, I won't say it's been, it's the best show that's been on television. It's my favorite show. I think mm. that's been on television. It's right up there with The Office. How do you think? Okay, c- curb to Seinfeld. That show Seinfeld. sucks too. Seinfeld. Whoa, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Seinfeld's better than Curb, although I really do like Curb. I've it's- never seen Curb, but Office is awful. What? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Coming in hot. We've enjoyed, we've enjoyed having you on, Micah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to introduce our good friend Twitter to the show. <laughs> like, I trudged through the first two seasons, and I was like, okay, I don't get it. And then I went back to watching Lemony Snickets. <laughs> are you, you're talking about The Office? Yeah. The U.S. office or the British office? No, the U.S. one. Oh, my God, man. Okay, well, it doesn't... Okay, look, the first season's still good. Uh, it's not It's not a good hook into it. Right. The second... I, I hate to say it, but, like, second season's really where it starts to cook. Yeah. Melissa had to plow through, and after a while, then she was really hooked, but it took, like, two attempts to get her over that hump till she was... My humps, my humps, my humps. Yeah, that's, and that's what she always my sings. That. Lady right before we watch The Office, she has to sing the whole song. It's also Michael Scott's great. ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What's well, that's all I got to get. All right, cool. I'm Dave, your bespectacled host, and I talked a lot during Tyler's thing. So, <laughs> so you're off the hook, Micah. So, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Micah? Oh yeah, I, I'm Micah. Um, I've been racking my brain all day for an intro story. But I don't, I don't know. I don't really have anything. Like, ha, have you run into anything crazy while putting together the events for uh, Tadbog Prom coming up in the first weekend of March? Like, what, 38, 38 days? Or any, anything now you want to go ahead and scold someone for? Go ahead. Call down the carpet right here. <laughs> yeah, you have, the, um, you have the floor. But we'll probably no, edit out. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to get an intro story that's going to live up to my last one, which was... About coming on a wall. Yeah, so. I was about to ask if you had a, a story I mean, about coming on a different wall. <laughs> you've gotten married since you came on the show. How's that going? That's true. I don't need a wall anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, so. it's a different kind of wall. <laughs> it's a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you marry exactly? <laughs> but aren't they all paywalls? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I mean... Now that it's like I've got all the firm reservations and stuff in place, it's pretty chill. Like I can kind of like step back and be like, Phew. we're like trying to get everybody and like, I need head counts. I need head counts. And like there for like a week, it was like every fucking two hours. I'm like, if you don't get on this pole and give me a head count, I'm going to drive to wherever you are and stick my foot up your ass. <laughs> How many times did you have to do that? Um, A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, and there, there's people like, you know, that don't, I guess I, for me, like, so I sit at a fucking desk all day. Like I'm at my phone, I'm at a computer all damn day. So I'm readily available on Facebook, like to jump over and check something or send somebody a message. Then like there's people that aren't around their phone and like actually have real jobs. Um, 
So some of the people like trying to get a hold of them and I'm getting frustrated and I'm like, I need to know something. And then, you know, get a message back three days later. <laughs> well, t- tell me this, has Brandon gotten in contact with you? Better this year than last year. All right. So, Brand- so, so at all. Awesome. I, yeah. I've, I sent Brandon a message, uh, Brandon of Axley fame. I sent him a message like essentially like a week after last year's prom. And I was like, dude, you are coming back, right? Please. Come, please come back because it was really, really was. fun yep. seeing him and hanging out and, and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. I may or may not have made arrangements to have cameras in his room this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a feature that you can upgrade your it, room at the hotel. Put a lively room. Put a lively room. <laughs> that's just that but, girl that Kyle Collins was pretty sure was into him. It's pretty sure that girl was into him. I think she. I think she was pretty into anybody that was in that room. <laughs> oh man! Seems like that type, from what I've heard. Allegedly. 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 All right. You guys we want, good. We, you guys, gonna, we gonna bandicoot it. Yeah. Let's let me check the let me check our ratings. Yeah, they're good. We're good. We're good on intro. We can move into the game talk. All right. You hear that, Dave? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I have a gun. Bye, everybody. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like uh, what's it, the seeing his shadow? Like if Dave doesn't does, Dave doesn't hear that, there's no show. There's no podcast. It's over. No podcast for another yeah. week. Man, I like having that. I like having that groundhog control. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty awesome. Um, Was your groundhog named Bill Murray? <laughs> uh, yeah, just Bill. How long Bill. do you think he was trapped in the groundhog dimension? I don't know, man. It's hard to measure time. Mm-hmm. Time's a flat circle. Because I saw that what Harold Ramis's original plan was like a thousand years. Really? A hundred to a thousand years. And then like all the other movies that Bill Murray is in actually take place in the groundhog verse. <laughs> and like they're in real time. So like Scrooged, that happens oh, while yeah. he's in the, while he's in the groundhog verse. <laughs> so speaking of Bill Murray characters in different movies, have you seen the um this is going to be a completely different tangent. The Perfect. the group of girls that dress up every year as characters of a certain person, like across no. the movies. I saw the, the Tom Hanks one where they've done Tom Hanks. They've done. I looked it up. I was showing somebody at work the other day. Tom Hanks, Johnny Depp, uh, Jim Carrey, Bill Murray. So each person is a different, like Bill Murray character from a different movie. That's awesome. How many? How many uh, ladies are there? Uh, seven or eight. Pretty big group. Mm-hmm. They should. Yeah, you, they should do somebody a, who's not You can in. link. Just look. Um, if you want to link it, just if you Google search like Bill Murray Halloween costume character dress up or something like that, like just get some of them keywords in there. You'll find it. Yeah. yeah. Bill Murray Halloween girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the most recent one was Tom Hanks, though, because they had like Castaway, Big, um, League of Their Own. I'm forgetting Tom Hanks movies right now. She was uh, David S. Pumpkins. Yep. <laughs> nice. Although very so recently, it's... our friend of the show, uh, Maxine, posted her, her Halloween costume this last year, and she was sexy Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what was sexy about the Edgar, Mr. Edgar Allan Poe? Pretty much boobs and belly on... Boobs m- and belly? On mesta- <laughs> mustachio, raven, everything, Edgar Allan Poe. That raven had a wreck. <laughs> Dave, you hear that yet? What is... Uh, what am I... What am I, what am I, what am I, I don't know. Sound of the Bandicoot makes. What's the, <laughs> that? the sound of the tiki match? I do hear that. <laughs> which, of course, ushers in a segment that we like to call Dave Saw His Shadow. <laughs> okay, guys. 
Just kidding. It's Dave Reese from Wikipedia. Crash Bandicoot is a franchise of platform video games. The series was created by Andy Gavin and Jason Rubin during their tenure at Naughty Dog for Universal Interactive Studios and Sony Computer Entertainment. The series was originally exclusive to the PlayStation, PlayStation, family of video game consoles. The series has appeared on multiple platforms and gone through various developers and spans numerous games. We are specifically talking about Crash Bandicoot 1, which came out in 1996. Uh, it's the first installment of the game, uh, of this, I'm sorry, of the series, chronicling the creation of the title character at the hands of series antagonist, Dr. Neo Cortex. Yeah. Uh, now actually, if we could, if we could cast Crash, cast Crash Bandicoot as, uh, sitcom mm. stars, that would be mm. ideal. M- like mullet Frasier is Neo Cortex. Mullet Frasier 100%, <laughs> like Frasier from Cheers is 100% Neo Cortex. <laughs> Uh, and his henchman, Dr. Nitrous Brio. The story follows Crash as he aims to prevent Brio and Cortex's plans for world domination and rescue his girlfriend, Tana, a female bandicoot, also evolved by Brio. Brio? Brio? I don't know. Mm. And Cortex. <laughs> Micah, you play this game a lot. Is it Brio or Brio? Uh, tomato. All right. So it doesn't matter. No one cares. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> and Al- alchemist. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much it. That's Crash Bandicoot. So what is everybody's history with this game as a PS1 classic? Let's start with Micah. I'm curious. Um, so I don't remember when I like when I got it if it was like one of those things where I saved up and bought it or if it was a gift or what. Was it pre but... coming on a wall or post coming on a wall? <laughs> <laughs> We measure 96. all th- we measure all things in time by when you came on a wall. Oh, hang on. So ninety six, <laughs> I would have been. That was freshman year, so I would have been out of that house. So post. All right. Post wall. Post wall. Let it be written. <laughs> so it is done. I was on. I was on the good side of the Trump wall. <laughs> did you play this? Did you play it when it first came out, like in ninety six? Yeah. So I can remember. Um, the whole reason I got a PlayStation was to play this game and to play Twisted yeah, Metal. Are gonna get, no, people are going to get pissed, though. Um, Final Fantasy, uh, not seven, um, eight, maybe. That is a game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember when that came out, <laughs> I wouldn't though. Be, I wouldn't be pissed off of that. I bought Brave Fencer Musashi just to play the demo the of Final demo. Fantasy VIII. Yeah. So. I am, man. I like Final Fantasy VIII. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. like it, but I liked it. Yes, I like. I didn't have a PlayStation at launch, but I can remember specifically buying the PlayStation for those two games. I bought mine for Final Fantasy VII. Like, yep, my too. PlayStation was bought. I saved up money to buy it for Final Fantasy VII. That's the one game that I played at a friend's house for like a month, and then it was like, man, this is a long game. I should probably just get a PlayStation <laughs> and buy this. So that happened eventually. But the the biggest thing for me, like I remember, so I'm a like, my OCD kicks in when I play a game like this, or, like, that's why it's taking me so long to play through fucking Red Dead right now, is because I want to get all the shit that I can. Like, that's the kind of the nice thing for me that I've kind of dipped my toe in speedrunning with, like, Mario that we did on, like, the, the charity stream, the Experience Grind charity stream, and stuff like that, is, like, it takes away that completionist, because otherwise I need to go through and I need to collect every fucking box sure. and every fucking gym, like, and that I drive myself crazy with it. 
Yeah, I can't play like, I don't know. I, I'm really glad that you brought up Red Dead 2 because I was thinking about this playing Crash Bandicoot in earlier today where it's like, this game came out um, really, really close to Mario 64. Like they were, they came out within two months of each other, which I think is really interesting because like they're two different takes on 3D platforming. Mario 64 is kind of this open world, kind of sorta ish. I mean, it's a hub world that's connected to other to other worlds, you know. And Crash Bandicoot is like very linear, where it's like here's a world map with a path, and you go from dot to dot to dot on that path. But once you enter a level. It is a linear level where there's a start mm-hmm. and a finish. Uh, there are things that you have to collect in it, but you don't really have to collect stuff to progress. All you have to do is get to the end of that level. You have to beat, if it's a boss fight, you have to beat that boss. If it's a platforming level, you just got to get to the end of it. You can collect things on the way, but you don't have to collect things in order to, to progress. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not a collect-a-thon. It's not, I was thinking about uh, Banjo-Kazooie when I was playing this too, where it's like, mm-hmm. man, it is nice to not have to, wor- or Donkey Kong 64. It's like, it is nice to not have to like worry about, oh God, how many bananas do I have to collect before I can move on to this gated uh, section of the yeah. game? And so I feel like Mario 64 broke new ground where Crash Bandicoot was like, let's take Donkey Kong Country and level it up. Yeah, it is like a mix. It does feel like a mix of like Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the fir- very first things I never played. I, I didn't. We didn't even talk about your first experience of the game or mine. But mm-hmm. my first experience of the game was seeing the commercial with the guy dressed up as Crash Bandicoot with a megaphone yelling at the Nintendo of America mm. building <laughs> saying, hey, plumber boy, mustache man. <laughs> And then he gets escorted by, escorted out by a security guard. And it's like, I remember seeing that commercial and being like, that's pretty good. That's pretty funny. But I don't own a PlayStation yet, so Nailed. I'm not going to play it. And then when I got a PlayStation, it was like, all right, here's my Final Fantasy machine. Let's see. Yep. I got Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I rent tactics a lot. I got Final Fantasy VIII. I got Final Fantasy IX. What more do I need on this thing? No, you pretty much, pretty much my, my PlayStation experience as well. I rented the uh, Masters of Terras. Kasi, I think it's called the Star oh, Wars fighting yeah. game. I can't remember the exact. We've got to do that at some point. It's a yeah. I would love to do that yeah, game yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like that. Oh, I, I want to bring on John and Ian and do that. Yes, game. please. <laughs> I have stories about that. So, my first experience with Crash Bandicoot was actually playing it last night on Twitch for the first time um, on a Nintendo Switch. And I got to tell you, man, playing this game, I played the insane. I played the insane trilogy mm-hmm. version. Also, really insensitive. It's it's mentally ill trilogy, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I played it and it felt really dirty playing Crash Bandicoot on a Nintendo console, mm. like in the really good mm. way, like mm. in the best possible yeah. way. It's like, mm, yeah, yeah. Let me. Where are you, Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> <laughs> where are? Tell me where. Tell me where you are. Where I, Where am I right now, Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> <laughs> tell me where I am. Tell me where I am, Crash. <laughs> That's right. We're on a Nintendo console. <laughs> So what was uh, what was your first experience of the game, Tyler? Uh, I remember I played this originally with Brandon of Axelay fame. All he right. owned this before I did. Uh, we used to play it a lot together. So after after I played it a lot at his house, I went out and got a copy. Back was, the podcast you guys did in 1996. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1996, whenever uh, well, I was, was I 12? Yeah, I was 12. Uh, I had masturbate for the first time. Also, also met Melissa in '96. All right, and played Crash Bandicoot. It's a pretty big it's year. A, yeah, it is it's a pretty, pretty big, big year. year. What season of Friends was that? <laughs> Shit, 
I don't know. I know it was it was current TV though. I didn't mean to stump so you. So was ER. I figured you were just gonna be like, bam, this happened. I mean, it? pretty early. Was that uh, pre wall or post wall for you? Uh, yeah, I po- don't... post bed runners <laughs> that I had back then. Post Josh's carpet. <laughs> Man, we haven't talked about Josh's yeah. carpet in a long time. Uh, but and I played this extensively. Uh, I ended up beating it. I think he did too. Uh, but we were we were very into it. Where we would uh, our our joke in church was uh, during prayer going, "Who do we got?" And Brandon, Brandon likes to, he laughs with that, his shoulders. Yeah. So whenever I would say it, his shoulders would get going, the whole pew would shake, and everybody'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" That's a pretty good twelve-year-old joke. Yeah. Where it's like no Ooh, setup, no punchline. It's just, <laughs> it's just gibberish from a video yeah. game. So we went to Florida uh, that same. Was it that year or was it a few years later? But we went to Florida, and that's when we found um, what looked like that mask, the 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 Crash Bandicoot, the Tiki mask, the Tiki thing? mask. Thank mm-hmm. you, uh, Tiki mask on like a little on a on a man. It was like a coconut carved man that Brennan bought. Originally, we we call it like I said it was Udabaga, and he was like, "What do we call it? Cock cockbuta, cock cock butter, cockbuta." <laughs> Make some cockbuta. <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's his name, cockbuta." And Brandon had he had Kakpatal for a very long time in his room. <laughs> what's the name of the What's the name of the mask? Is it Uka? Oh, I have I do not remember. Because there's an evil mask too. You guys have got to explain the story of Crash Bandicoot to me. Because here's my experience with the game. I'm like, all right, I sit down, I start it up, and there's this scene with Doctor Neo Cortex, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pres- presumably, um, and his henchmen. And they are in a um, a laboratory, and there's a big wall of cages with like a koala in there and a tiger and all that. And then there's a there's a door to one of the cages labeled Bandicoot that's open. And then you see Crash strapped into a chair, and uh, Doc uh, they 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 f- pull this giant lever, and the chair moves up into this round machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then something goes wrong, and then Crash gets away, and then they move in on. On crashes, lady, lady, the lady coot, mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> lady, then, lady coot, the lady, lady coot. coot. Mm, need some lady coot, and then the game starts. And well, see, yeah, what they don't show you is Neocortex found uh, that door that leads between our reality and the dinosaur reality, where dinosaurs survived the meteor hitting the Earth and eventually evolve into what you see in the Mario movie, the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. Uh-huh. So he, he went through, stole the evolution machine ah, from Bowser. The de-evolution gun. Right, yeah. right, right. So that's what he's using on these bandicoots and all these animals. He's uh-huh. evolving them to have intelligence. I see. So Crash Bandicoot takes place in the Super Mario Brothers movie universe. Okay, perfect. That's <laughs> yeah. just what I wanted. Uh-huh. Which does make so, sense because, like the the first enemies in the game are essentially turtles and piranha plants. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> there's makes a, perfect uh, sense. <laughs> I should have looked it up before we started, but the best I remember that second mask, like the evil mask that you get on that continue screen. Yeah, game over. There's like evil yeah. mask is like game over. I want to say that if you collect every gem and you go through and you hundred percent it, like there's an alternate ending to the game. Where he that mask is involved because I know that mask comes back in like Crash Two or Crash Three. It's been a while since I've played either one of those either. But um, I want to say that there's a there's an alternate ending 
give you 100% the game where that mask is involved, but huh. I could be I could be making that shit up in my head too, so. Well, um Aku Aku well, 101% and you unlock General Leo, so it's, It is true. It's fine. Yeah, you do have to send in a DNA sample to Naughty Dog though <laughs> <laughs> before they unlock them for you. Uh Aku Aku is the name of the the good mm. mask, and I think Uka Uka is the name of the evil mask. Uh, okay. Don't quote me on that. Makes sense. Um but yeah, other than that, I do not know why he's I don't know how they're involved. Uh, because it wasn't explained. It's not explained in the game. Yeah, other than them being like some sort of good and evil nature spirits, because he basically functions. Okay, I'm gonna draw parallels with this and Donkey Frazier, Kong Country. Okay, okay, <laughs> Donkey. Oh, all right, you gotta take a take a jump. You gotta yeah. go, you gotta tie Donkey Kong Country to Frasier and then tie Frasier to Crash Bandicoot. Well, I mean, uh, um, Frasier's dad, not Marty. Marty Crane is Cranky Kong. Okay. So then Fair. we then we have Donkey Kong, and Diddy Kong are uh, now I just Frazier see, and Niles. <laughs> I just course. want to see Cranky Kong in uh, in his chair. So, but here the thing is, Cranky Kong in or uh, um, who's who's the sexy Kong? Daphne. Well, Daphne or Roz? Which one is the which which, which one be the sexy Kong? Because there's Dixie Kong and then there's Candy Kong. Candy Can- Kong is Candy the Kong's more, Daphne. Has to be okay. Then Dixie Kong is Roz. She has to be Roz. Yeah, because she works with Frazier, who's okay. Donkey Kong. Okay. And then later with Niles, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> it starts to fall apart. Don't think about it too hard. Uh, but or because I feel like it was heavily inspired by by Donkey Kong. Yeah. Because instead of Diddy, Diddy Kong, instead of your backup hit, you get the mask. And then instead of doing like the front roll forward, he spin he spins around in a circle. You progress in the, through the map the same way, only three D through Donkey Kong. Instead of barrels, it's all about fucking boxes. Got to get these. Got to get these fucking boxes. It's very important. Boxes. I heard boxes it. with your lives. Boxes with fruit instead of bananas. Whatever the fucking mangoes or shit is in that. The wampa fruit. Wampa I fruit. Wampa, wampa fruit. fruit. Uh, they just look like apples. But uh, from what I understand, this game when it was first designed didn't have crates in it. And it was decided, hey, this game is kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) And then they added crates to the game, Mm -hmm. and the crates are a huge deal. The crates Mm -hmm. are actually where Crash gets his name, Crash Bandicoot. Before the crates, he was Willie the Wombat. (laughs) That's not a joke. He was Willie the Wombat. And I guess Mm. they decided to name him Crash after the crates, because he smashes crates open, crashes into them, I guess. <laughs> and then I guess crash- He smashes crates. What do we call him? Crash. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Crash the Wombat didn't have a ring, the good ring to it. So they were like, Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. Which is a real animal, as it turns mm-hmm. out. I didn't know. There's a, I didn't- crash Echidna. No, there's already one of those. Damn, Damn it. it. Crash Axotl? No, no, no. That's for Animal Crossing. We're not going to touch that one yet. <laughs> What, we need to we need to get all of the video game marsupials and put them in a game together. You got Crash Bandicoot. You got mm. Roger from Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got Knuckles, the Echidna. That's a marsupial, right? You got you got no, not marsupial. But I say Kuma, but that's a bear. Akuma so. from Street Fighter. <laughs> he is totally a marsupial. <laughs> Did you know that if you beat Akuma, if you if you perfect Akuma in his first appearance of the game, a tiny Akuma comes out of his pouch. You have to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even imagine this game without the boxes, though, because it factors in so much, and especially if you go back into like the time trials. When you're running the time trials, like that's how you you shave off like seconds on the time trial is smashing certain boxes, like. That's where the masks are. That's where 
Um, the checkpoints are, I mean, yeah, it's how you get all your power ups. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I didn't even get past the first, I, well, I got, I barely got past the first Island because I played this game for the first time. And it was like there, I got some, I got some issues that I want to talk to you guys about. (laughs) All right. I want to get, I want to, first of all, I want to say, yeah, I think you're right. This does. It felt like a souped up Donkey Kong country to me. Like it felt like they were definitely pulling inspiration from mm-hmm. Donkey Kong country and super Mario. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that makes sense to me. Cause it's like Donkey Kong country was came out like two years prior and Donkey Kong country was really hot yep. when it came out. So that makes sense. And it's like Donkey Kong country was like not 3d at all, but it had like pre-rendered 3d sprites into 2d. So it's like, mm-hmm. I can see there's that there's that connective tissue there. And then of course Mario, the king of platformers at the time. I mean, obviously from that commercial that Sony did where it's like we're going to we're going to take take Mario to task. Cuz Crash well, Crash was the the PlayStation mascot for for a little while, right? Kind of, I guess. Kind of. Cuz I can't think what what would the what are all of PlayStation's mascots? Cuz I feel like Crash and that one dude Tony Kevin, Hawk. Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Spyro. Spyro. Spyro, that's a good yeah. one. I missed out on Spyro. I missed out on a lot of PlayStation games. Uh, yeah, I've games. never played Spyro or Sly Cooper. They just did the, oh, I want to play, and I want to play both of them. I've got slot, like a Sly Cooper collection on the Vita, but I haven't played it. I just got it. the Spyro collection from Master Mode's giveaway. See, I want to, and I want to get that. So maybe we should do a Spyro episode and a Sly, I'd love to play Sly Cooper, Sly Cooper. as well. Uh, also, we got to get in the... Parappa as well. I mean, like, there's yeah, a whole we've, we've been bunch. We've to do Parappa since we surprised Chandra. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of PlayStation games that I want to do. But the problem with it is PlayStation games are longer, generally, than yeah, NES. Yeah, because there are a lot Super of PlayStation games. games I think we would get really good response from, but they'd be such a slog to try and find and do. Like, got, like I, I think Parasite Eve would be huge, but, man, sure. that would be a, that'd be a fucking game for us to try and get through. So there's no way I could do a PlayStation list. Yeah. Like, there's no way I could do, like, one after another PlayStation. Yeah, like, PlayStation no, games are no. one of those where it's like, let's just sprinkle them in as we go. I and really that, that's do... right in that era where it's they're hard to go back to, that early sure. 3D shit. Like, like uh, Twisted Metal, going back to it now, looks awful. Ugh. See, Twisted Metal, um, I never played Twisted Metal, but Twisted Metal 2 on the, um, man, I, I got down on that. Uh, but I haven't played it in a long time. Going back to seven and eight, I feel like it's going to be really hard because I, I mean, wanted those games too. Yeah, I was about to say they made seven and eight twisted metals. They made <laughs> I mean, eight there twisted metals. There are a fuck ton of twisted metals. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> How twisted can it get? <laughs> <laughs> Broken off metal. Oh we twisted God. it too much. <laughs> how many? How many ice cream trucks can you fit in one game? <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of PlayStation games. Obviously, Suikoden I want to do. Vandal Hearts I want to do. I mean, there's a whole bunch of... Yeah, Suikoden whole, 1, 2, 3, Vandal Hearts. whole bunch of long-ass PlayStation mm. games that I really want to play. But it's tough because we got to work in a weekly format. So I mean, Especially I if they have bridge levels. Yeah, thank you for bringing <laughs> it back to Crash Bandicoot. I was about to complain about the game. Thank you, Micah. I want to, first of all, say generally I liked this game. I liked playing this game. Um, it was... Addictive, and I like that it had a, it had a quality, an addictive quality to it that I really liked, and that's because it's linear. The levels are linear, and I'll get fatigued playing an open world game. Like I love, I love Mario sixty four, mm-hmm. uh, which can't, did come out two months prior to, to Crash Bandicoot. Um, I love Mario sixty four, but man, games like Mario sixty four, I get fatigued playing them after a while because it's like. 
when I'm left to my own devices and I'm like, just, I have to like try to figure things out on my own. It just uses more brain power and it gets to a point where it's like, I'm just, I need to take a break. I get tired of those games real fucking quick. So it's not o- just me. Odyssey, really Odyssey is the only one that really sucked me in and I really enjoyed playing. But like all of those games, Mario 64 is the only one of that era that I could main, that I could play for very long without sure. just getting bored or kind of just, I don't know, the, the, the open world 3D platformers, collectathons really didn't pull me in. It's not for me. It was all the fucking ones we did on that. I know. All, list. all the rare N64 games were like really, really mm. tough. Mm. Crash Bandicoot is the opposite of that. It is very much like playing a 2D platformer, but it's just in 3D. Mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, it has problems. Uh, the- yeah, you know, there's an end to each level. Like, you don't. You're not looking for your next task. You know you've got something that's coming up to end, and you know where you're going next. Like there's a, f- a finality to each level. Yeah, there's a goal, right? Like yeah, each each level like has a, it's has its own individual goal, and so I like that. I appreciate that, and that's more like akin to uh, you know older SNES platformers. Mm-hmm. But but I do feel like um, the camera. You cannot move the camera in the game. Ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's a really big problem because when you're finding perspective and exactly, in man. Like the depth perception is like really, really hard to nail because mm-hmm. it's like there are levels where it's like, and I will say this it's cool that they vary the kind of levels. And this also kind of felt like Donkey Kong Country to me a little bit because the game reuses a lot of elements, but it doesn't, it, it feels varied. Like for instance, um, starting out, essentially you're doing, you're playing these levels where the camera is behind crash and slightly above. And you'll play a few levels like that. And then you'll jump on turtles. You'll spin into crates. You'll, you'll figure out how the basics of crash works. And then they'll change it up, and now all of a sudden, it is very much like a traditional 2.5D platformer where the camera is like on Crash's side, and it's pulled way out. Uh, And you're just, I mean, essentially playing Kirby 64, but it's Crash Crash Bandicoot. Uh, And then they will also do this thing where uh, the camera will be in front of Crash, and like specifically when you're like running away from giant balls of death uh, a la Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. the camera's in front of Crash and it's like you have to like anticipate like where you have to jump and and stuff like that so they're constantly from level to level changing where the camera is but they never change it on you in the inside the actual level which is problematic because there are times dude where it's like when I when the camera is behind Crash and I'm trying to jump away from the camera onto a platform it's like I have no idea how far that platform, how far away that platform is. Is mm-hmm. it, is it the relatively six feet away or three feet away? I have no idea. And the only gauge I have is Crash's shadow. Yep. So what that yep, means yep, yep, is yep. like, I feel like I'm over committing to every jump. And it's like, when I see his shadow appear on the other platform, I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I need to adjust and try to, and try to pull back. And it never works. It's always like, okay, here's a jump. I'm going to fail it the first time, and I just need to kind of remember where it is on the second mm-hmm. time. And uh, that's not – I don't like that. That wasn't fun. Oh, another another Donkey Kong parallel. Uh, because in Donkey Kong, you start off in a jungle, and as you progress, it gets increasingly industrial. Same thing in Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I noticed that in mm-hmm. Island 2, at the very beginning, it is like industrial. It's like got like lava flows and mm-hmm. pipes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So – 
Up until it's sheer metal buildings and yeah, all sorts of shit. Once right? you yeah, the closer, closer you get cortex. to Cortex's castle, it gets more industrial. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I like that, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that it's. I'm glad that they vary the islands up because by the end of the first island, I was kind of getting tired of the whole the tropical mm-hmm. uh, atmosphere because it was kind of one of those where it's like, okay, I mean, you're reusing a lot of assets here, and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of not digging the music. Because it's very much like um, Paul, uh, Ruby Baron, Paul, Kalua of What's Paul Playing Today and Loaded Cart Gaming. He was in Twitch chat, and uh, there's a part in the game where it's like he and I both thought that somebody's iPhone was ringing. Um, because, like, I had the headset off, and it's like in the distance, I was like, is someone calling Nikki? And I was really worried because, like, people only call us when there's an emergency, essentially. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then I realized, oh, it's Crash Bandicoot. All right, let's play this, let's play this iPhone game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit! What was I gonna say about this game? Fucking, it fled me. Sleep meds are kicking in early, huh? <laughs> yeah. The, um, so the, one of the nice things that I like about it is, like, like you said, the the level changes. So it's a constant adjustment to how the levels laid out. But the the boss battles are all, for the most part, entirely different. Like each one has their own set pattern. Yeah. And so it, it takes you a time or two to go in and, you know, hey, what what's the pattern that I need to get past this boss? Like, each one has a different element to it. Now, there isn't, I think it would add another layer, and I can't remember, like I said, I haven't played two and three in a while. Like, if they were, like, more along the lines of whatever their stage is, so to speak. How do you mean? So, like, like the Ripper Roo guy that you were bouncing around with the TNT boxes. Another marshmallow. Like, mm-hmm. I like how that incorporates like the TNT boxes coming down the waterfall. Like there's another one later on where all you do is the guy shooting a gun at you and you just hide until the gun goes away and then you go spin him. He like, looks like a boss from Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit, one of the weasels with uh, a Tommy gun. Oh man, I missed <laughs> that boss fight. What island is that on? Like two or three? Uh, uh, that's closer to the end. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it's on, at the beginning of three. I want to finish this game. Um, I do. I want to finish it. I liked it enough where I wanted to, where I want to keep playing it. Um, there is like, and Mike, I'm glad you brought up the boss fights because I I only fought I think three bosses. I fought like um, I think the guy's name is Puka, like the the tribal chief, mm-hmm. and I who uh, has a big staff that he swings around, shows you his butt crack every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know your typical Paul Blart. In native chief, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be Kevin James in the movie. Yeah, recast well, yeah, one hundred percent. And then there's um, the kangaroo that we talked about, and it's like, and there's also I fought a giant muscle bound koala bear koala named Kong. Koala Kong. <laughs> right, exactly. I saw that there's a a trick to uh, Koala Kong in that you can jump under the rock that he throws and basically switch pa- places and get into the background with him. The, and then just, spin, you can only hit him after hit him. he throws the big rock, but you're basically Which safe. Which takes just, forever. You just stand there until he throws it and spin and hit him, and then it just takes super easy at that point. After last night's Twitch stream, I raided somebody. I was looking for somebody who was also playing Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. and I found this speedrunner who was playing it. I was like, all right, we all saw me do this game super fucking slow. Let's see somebody who's trying to beat his personal record. Mm-hmm. So we go in there, and it was perfect because he is essentially like right where I stopped. So oh, like, nice. Where he's like fighting uh, Koala Kong, and it's like he tries to do that. 
and he he failed to do it. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those where it's like, man, I wish I could have seen that. So it's not I didn't even know what he was mm-hmm. trying to do. I just remember him saying, oh, I fucked that up. That's going to cost me like 15 seconds or mm-hmm. something like that. Micah, you said the world, the speed run record for this is like, what, 45 minutes or something like that? Uh, there was, so there's two different ones. There's like the original PlayStation version, um, that was like 42, 43 minutes. Um, that was on the speed runs, that website you showed me whenever we were looking up the Mario speed runs. Yeah. Like speedrun.com. Um, yeah. And then there is like the, um, the one with the insane trilogy, I guess, because there's certain glitches that are available in that version that aren't in this version and vice versa. I see. Either way, that's a very short amount of time. Uh, considering I watched a um, the games done quickly. Um, somebody did it on that from like 2016, 2017, and and he finished it in like an hour and four minutes or something like. And he was complaining that he was missing some jumps and stuff like that. Yeah, it took me four hours to get through Island One. <laughs> so, all right, I think you're doing pretty good, everybody. I went back through and watched my videos a little bit at work today and added up the time and it was three hours and 48 minutes from start to finish i'm gonna i'm sure i'm sure i could cut that down if i didn't you know between pause screens and getting up to get something to drink and that kind of stuff i'm gonna link that in the show notes um both our streams of crash bandicoot so people can see what it's like uh to struggle and then people can also see what it's like to leisurely play through the game and be able to get a drink <laughs> and, and not worry about, oh, God, I got to play this fucking bridge level for 40 more minutes. Oh, because aren't, aren't there two get, bridge levels, I think, in the whole game? Yes. And they're, yeah. it, the second one's even nastier. There's only two? I'm relieved that there's only two. Because, right. like, let me draw another Donkey Kong Country parallel. I was drawing this last night when I was playing, and I was like, because Micah was in there helping me out. Thank you, Micah. And um, when he told me that there was more than one bridge level, I was like, okay. So essentially the bridge levels in Crash Bandicoot are the minecart levels in Donkey Kong Country. Because it's like, (laughs) there aren't a whole lot of these, but every now and then you're going to be stuck on a thing that's completely different from the rest of the game. (laughs) (laughs) It's what the speedrunners that I saw would just jump on the rope on the bridge. That's what Micah taught me. But the problem was getting on the rope. So there's probably a good 20 minutes of me like, all right, try to jump on the rope. And I fell off the bridge. From what I saw in the Insane Trilogy, it's much harder than on the the original PlayStation version. Is that right? Because you have a rectangular hitbox in the first one that lets you jump on top pretty easily, but it's a pill-shaped hitbox in the Insane Trilogy, and that makes it much harder to It makes to sense, because your feet, your the base isn't a, li- a flat line, mm-hmm. you know, with a larger area. I didn't know that. That makes me feel a little better, yeah. even though I know that Micah could do it. Um, <laughs> there is like, dude, I tried to jump. Okay, so this level is like straight up one of those levels where the camera is positioned behind Crash, up and above, and you're just going over a rickety wooden bridge. Imagine <laughs> uh, Temple of Doom style Indiana Jones with alligators and shit uh, in the in the river below it's straight up like that it's just a rope bridge with wooden planks and uh, a bunch of those planks will break out from under your feet every now and then just a warthog will come charging down mm. I mean it is just like absolutely you have like ice planks sometimes that are slippery and shit that must be second, that's the second one. yeah I thank god I didn't get to that mm. I will eventually but like that was a that was a true struggle mm. like, the that's, thing that, that annoys me and the reason why I started fucking with running on the ropes is those warthogs because Throughout the entire game, you're 
you're taught by the game to jump on stuff or to spin stuff to get and those warthogs you cannot kill them like they don't die unless you have a tiki mask which invincibility you have to get thing. three tiki masks to become invincible which i didn't like being invincible because it's like whenever i get invincibility on the bridge it was like oh i'm gonna fall to my death because like <laughs> this makes you want to go fast exactly and I, it was one of those where i couldn't figure out is my speed actually different like am i like is crash I any think you faster? are faster it feels faster but i didn't know if that was like a psychological effect you know just because me watching the speed runners whenever they would do little hops when they weren't but they would just run straight when they were invincible okay that, yeah, that would lead me to believe mm. that you are faster. Because, like, dude, it got to the point where it's like, I'm not getting any more Tiki masks because I don't want to be invincible on this bridge of fucking death mm-hmm. where my biggest my biggest foe to defeat is gravity. Um, man, that bridge level was, like, seriously painful. My strategy, and, like, especially playing it yesterday, is to stockpile as many extra lives as I can because... At one point, like once I got to the third island, there was probably five, five or six stages left. Um, I was up to like you know forty, forty-four extra lives. And Ashley was watching me play, and she made the joke, "You've got a lot of extra lives." I was like, "Yeah, and I'm going to need all of them." And then by the time I got to the final boss, I was down to like nine. Damn. Because it there's one level where you literally don't have a checkpoint until you're almost at the end of the level. Like, it gets ridiculous. And I think if you want to actually save your progress, you have to do it through a bonus game. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have to the, collect... They all- serve as uh, checkpoints as well. Mm. Yeah, like I the Coco, the Coco bonus games there or the... Um, you earn, you have to collect three Coco heads or what's the, the Brio? You can collect three Brio heads or you can collect three Cortex heads. And each bonus area is different based off of which icon you collected the three of like the the cocoa ones are typically pretty easy they may have a tnt box or something thrown in there the um brio ones will have more jumps and more hazardous boxes and then i i want to say i don't think it's any time in crash one that i remember maybe crash two when you start getting the uh nitro boxes what are, green, what are the nitro? green boxes? nitro boxes that so on a TNT box you jump on it you get the timer that counts down from three right. and then it'll explode in a huge explosion a huge right. radius <laughs> the nitro boxes are if you touch them you're dead instantly it's like a green nitro box it's an instant explosion essentially okay. you don't even you don't even have to jump or spin them it's just touch them but that may not be until crash two I may be getting my games confused I didn't encounter any in crash one but. I didn't make it past. I, I didn't do any of Island Two and Three. Um, okay, because that's another thing that changes. It once you go from, like Crash One is the hardest game in the series, in my opinion. Um, Crash Two and then Crash Three, you get more moves. So you add a double jump at one point. You add uh, like a ground pound where you jump up in there and then you press uh, your circle button and he'll slam into the do a belly flop onto the ground. Um, you add a crawl button, you add a slide button. So oh, yeah, it progressively gets better and you have a better move set. Cause so I, mean, I think that makes the game easier in crash one. Pretty much all you can do is run, jump and spin. I mean, that's pretty much it. Right. And right. ride ride a warthog when one is provided to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although he he, see, they, he leers at it like he's gonna fuck it. Oh yeah, you think he's gonna fuck that 100%, warthog? One hundred percent. Yeah, and he they, wiggles his eye. Escalate that too because in the and the later, later games you get, he does like fuck the, it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what's the like insane. It's like the first trilogy. episode of Black Mirror. 
<laughs> Spoilers. Prime Minister Bandicoot has to fuck that pig. <laughs> That's the only way to save Coco. <laughs> or she gets she gets turned into bacon. <laughs> Plot twist: the pig is Puma. <laughs> <laughs> but you like the um, the upstream river levels. Like you have a jet ski that you can use on those. This is in two. Um, or two or three. Oh, okay. All right. So it's not in one. No, not in one. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the game gets progressively easier because you're given more tools to use, more move sets, and stuff like that. Well, one if I, is one is just ridiculously hard. Because I remember struggling to beat one, but I didn't have much trouble with three. I don't know if I even played two. If I ever get through one, I'll play the others. I mean, they're on the insane trilogy, mm-hmm. so I mean, I you might own as well. Them. Right. I I think I got that for sixteen dollars. It was one of those where it was like. Like Best Buy had it on sale, and then on top of that, I got like twenty percent off, and it was like I got a physical copy for sixteen dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'll just, man, it's pretty good. So it broke my good. rule of like not buying a game that I'm not immediately going to play. Mm-hmm. But hey, in this case, it's it worked a out. big deal like that. We do it for the show. It's a little more. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, that's, that's right. how I justified it. But it paid off. I want to finish Crash. So. um yeah, I mean, for real. It's it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, it's hard. Uh, it is. People had told me that the game was hard, but it's kind of one of those where it's like, well, how hard can it be? Um, it doesn't feel impossible, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that lends itself to feel like it, it's addictive because it's like, it's difficult, yeah, but it doesn't feel impossible. It feels achievable, and mm-hmm. that makes me want to play it more. That makes me want to finish it because I, I know that I'm going to be challenged to do it, but I feel like I can do it if I just put the time in yeah. and get better at the game. So I, I like that, and I do think that that is like, that's... I mean, that's a kind of game that still exists today, but I feel like that's getting rare, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice when I kind of come across a game where it's like, okay, yeah, I can kind of sink my teeth into this for a, for a while yeah. and, uh, and feel challenged. And it gives you some sort of feeling of accomplishment. I mean, like, just watching you last night on that, the road to nowhere, the, the bridge level, like, struggling on it for as long as you did and then finally finishing it, you're like, yeah. I'm I'm a fucking badass at this game now. No, I actually I think I just laid down. <laughs> I think I laid down for a few seconds uh, because I was exhausted. But yeah, I was definitely relieved to be done with the road to nowhere. That's for sure. Um, we haven't talked about Crash himself really at all. Uh, he's kind he's of orange. yeah, he's like a furry orange triangle with jorts and a mohawk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's John Cena. <laughs> He's very 1996. Yeah, he is very 1996. Uh, his his design was changed in the Japanese version uh, because he, I guess, he looked too menacing and extreme. <laughs> they made his mouth smaller. He's the Japanese businessman, and <laughs> they made his mouth smaller, and they uh, gave him Pac-Man eyes uh, in the Japanese in the Japanese art. So instead <laughs> of having like his, you know cartoonish eyes he's got you know how pac-man has smaller pac mm-hmm. pac-man for eyes for eyes that's what he's got wow. um for pupils he's like bending the ink machine he's got yeah i know what you're talking about yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so it's uh yeah it's we we had a few jokes at crash's expense like he looks like he is the front runner of a really shitty ska band uh <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that because he does he looks like he's like the, a, a real big fish cover band or something <laughs> like that 
But that being said, I did. I like the music and sound effects in this game a lot, especially the sound effects. The sound effects are good because they lend itself. Playing this game kind of felt like playing a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cartoony. Um, the way that Crash dies, like when he falls off a ledge, you know how like Mario will pop back up like that, and you'll see like he's like, yeah, he's pulling a face, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Crash falls down, like he, his shoes fly up, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, when he gets when he dies via flame. Uh, he turns into like ash and crumbles. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's very like it's very cartoony, and it's, the sound it's effects. It's fun. The game. Yeah. The game is just. It can be difficult, and it gets. It has its like as you get in, you get darker and more you know mechanical. But like it's just it's a bright, fun, colorful game. I I, I liked it as a kid, and I was entertained watching it as an adult. Do you think? Uh, and this is I just kind of made this connection because of like the the cartoon bend because it does feel like playing a cartoon mm-hmm. it, more specifically like a Looney Tune. Do you think that Crash spins because Taz the Tasmanian Devil spins? <laughs> because I mean it does <laughs> close. It feels like He feels a little like Taz anyway, so Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, well, there we go. <laughs> it's Donkey Kong Country with the Tasmanian Bunny Devil. Easter egg. There's a Bugs Bunny Easter egg? No, not at all. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you, damn it, man, I got excited. I was like, all right, we're connecting universes. Was Crash, was Crash Bandicoot and Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2? <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit again? Well, we haven't uh, talked about, let's see, what what's his name of the boss, the second in command? He's like the alchemist. He's just... Brio? Mix- Brio, yeah. Brio. He's just mixing potions and throwing them at you. Yeah, see, I didn't experience this. What, He's what? the only boss that has an alternate form. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Does he drink one of his potions? Yep. And he turns into a behemoth or something like that? There you go. Awesome. <laughs> you called it. Yay! <laughs> So he's essentially one of the kids from Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Neo Cortex is uh, flying around, and you just knock his blaster shots back at him. Okay. And I think he has he has a second form. I want to say, but you can skip it if you got all the gems. Like it just makes it where you don't have to fight if you get all the gems in the game, which require getting all the boxes on every level. It, essentially, you have all the chaos emeralds. Yeah, again, sort of lending from all the all the platformers of the sure. the first era. Yeah. Am I right yeah, on that, Yeah, I think Micah? that's how you... So when I beat it, there's... You You knock the uh, green orbs back at him, and then it gives you the finish. But I think there is a second form if you get all the... Emeralds oh, there's gems. more? That's okay. okay. Yeah, because I was trying to... Like, there's videos, but I don't want to do a video in the middle of the call. But there's... there's a Let's just watch alternate. a video. Let's <laughs> <laughs> all just watch a video. There's alternate ending where if you collect all the gems, because there's a level... <laughs> There is, right before you go to fight Cortex, there's a level called the Great Hall. And so when you load that level up, you can basically just run straight to the end of it, like jump one one gap. But all the little diamond and gems and stuff are to your right. And then it, assuming if you have all of those gems, you can ride those platforms all the way over to the end and access the alternate ending. Okay, see, I like that. I like that it's. I like that it is optional. This is not a thing that and you have to do. There's certain gem paths if you pay attention while you're playing through the game. Like you'll see like um, a gem, but it's not solidified to where like you know if you don't collect all the cocoa heads, you can't jump on the gem. Right. Well, there's there's certain gems throughout the levels that you can only access after you collect that gem. So it it lends itself to going back to the level and replaying that level to go down that gem path because certain levels that's the only way to get all the boxes is to go down the alternate gym pass 
Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. I like that there's re- that there's built-in replayability. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know if we mentioned, like, you get these gems by smashing all of the crates in a level. So it's like, it is a big deal to smash all of the crates. Um, and one of the things I like that they added, and this is just because it's, you know, with the updated consoles and the internet availability and stuff, is the time trials now. So when you go back through and do the time trials, there's an actual leaderboard. So oh, I cool. can see anybody else's times on that level and see where I place against their times in order to be like, it gives it more of a competitive feel. Are they super hacked yet? <laughs> where it's like, oh man, someone completed this in one millisecond. I'm sure they are. They always, they eventually always do. And it fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Um, no fails. All right. Well, hey, um, we didn't talk about what happens when you don't collect all the crates in the level. Uh, <laughs> they get smashed on your head at the yep. end of the level. <laughs> and you slowly collapse the more that <laughs> missed you. They're like, hey, you did a great job, but you missed 23 crates. And then one by one, 23 <laughs> crates fall on Crash Bandicoot. I think the most I've seen is um, one of the temple levels where the camera, that's one of the frustrating ones where the camera will be behind you. And then it'll be in front of you, and then it'll be to the side of you. Like, it varies a little bit. But, like, I finished that one, and if you don't have the alternate gems, you can't go to the sides. And it was like, you missed 89 boxes. Oh, my God. I'm like, this guy's dead. (laughs) I think it would be funny if, like, it does reach a certain point where it's like, if Crash misses 100 crates and 100 crates fall on him at the end of the level, you do lose a life. (laughs) You do. You lose. Yeah, you just get a letter. The game's game's done. (laughs) You get a letter from Naughty Dog. Please stop playing. And PETA. Yeah. (laughs) Well, do you guys have any achievements? Or any any other commentary since we rolled up the bosses and gems and modes and shit no i think we've kind of hit on all the points i mean it's really ben put it best for me like it's really a game to make your enemies play yeah i remember yeah ben of street pizza was in the twitch stream and he did say on that bridge level he's like i wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those games where like i can definitely remember playing it all summer like it's it's a real grindy game if you want to get all the gems and everything see i like that i like that it can be a grindy game if you want it to be but if you don't want it to be it works just fine yeah. i think there's really honestly like that is a nice balance and i and i really like that i like the idea of let the player gets to decide how they want to play this game there um there are achievements for the insane trilogy once it was re-released as far as on the playstation i don't you know nintendo doesn't do achievements but playstation does have some on there i could tell you what any of them are i've got a few achievements that came in uh from twitch chat uh i will be honest with you since we're doing this day early i haven't gone through and weeded yep. through these guys all yet. right uh, I, don't, I don't have any either so we can just so i'll just read all yeah. six of them how's that <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll co- i've got one i'll come up with one all right and then we'll judge them at the end <laughs> all right mine'll be the worst no we'll judge the six here yours will be fine you're you're here on the show with us you can defend yourself you win so you win uh <laughs> first achievement i've got this is coming from ruby baron paul cluel the achievement is nathan drake and in order mm. to unlock nathan drake you need to complete the game on the hardest difficulty and paul includes a note in here note naughty dog created this as well as the Uncharted series, mm-hmm. they, uh, they of, did. of which Nathan Drake is the protagonist. I've played one There's of those. There's not a difficulty slider, though. That's one of the things, like, not to shit on your achievement, Paul, but... Um, but I'm gonna. <laughs> but I'm gonna. 
the uh, like there is no difficulty. Like it ramps up the further you get into the game, which I think is kind of nice, but it also gets kind of frustrating as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned there's no difficulty uh, slider because like I didn't really honestly go into any options or anything like that to see if you can change the difficulty. Uh, I've got. I'm sorry, Micah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah. There's no. It just it progressively ramps up till you get to the point that you want to break your controller. <laughs> Perfect. I'll make sure to play it in the handheld mode on the switch. Uh, <laughs> sometimes playing smash brothers, uh, nothing has been worse than Mario tennis aces where I've literally like been like, uh, you, I gotta not bend this thing in half. Like I, I can't break this over my fucking knee. Uh, like I know that, uh, Bo, Bo does every time Bo plays it. <laughs> like he, he would break baseball bats over his knee, right? Uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably four at a time. Yeah, I saw it. That's how we I pulled one of those tidbits out, breaking yeah. like 20 baseball bats <laughs> over his knee, bundled up together. Man, was a beast. Next achievement I've got comes from Zalnop, uh, and that achievement is Bandicooter Belmont. Uh, in order to unlock Bandicooter Belmont, you need to spin move, open six or more crates at once. Title by Zal, Chivo by What's Paul Playing Today. Nice. Shared credit on that one. Uh, next achievement I've got comes from Doc Coyote. Uh, that achievement is Rope Fetish. In order to unlock Rope Fetish, walk only on the ropes in the bridge to no on the road to nowhere. <laughs> I would call that Rope Bunny. <laughs> rope, rope Bunny. Rope Bunny. Yep. Care, I don't. I'm unfamiliar with the that's term Rope what, Bunny. That's what apparently a person who is into um, being, being bound tied or bound up, is called Rope yeah. Bunny. Yeah. Rope burns. Rope Burns. Bunny. New subreddit I'm going to look up when I get home. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next achievement I've got coming in hot from Doc Coyote again. This achievement is 100% Apple Synchronicity. In order to unlock 100% Apple Synchronicity, you need to collect all apples in a single level. Mm. I made a big deal with 100% Apple Synchronicity on the stream because <laughs> my audio was slightly off. Uh, and then the test, Phil pointed it out, Sandwich Phil pointed it out. And when I changed it, I was like, all right, here's how I'm, here's how I'm going to test it. Every time I pick up an apple or a wumpa fruit in the game, I'll say, got it. We reached 100% Apple synchronicity. Nice. I'm, I'm pleased to announce. <laughs> All right. Sounds like our next shirt. Perfect. <laughs> uh, next achievement, speaking of sandwich boat Phil Hawkins, comes in from him. Uh, his achievement is Bandicoot Cumberbatch. Uh, in order to unlock Bandicoot Cumberbatch, you need to successfully get Benedict Cumberbatch to sign on to your Crash Bandicoot live action movie. He'd make a great voice of Crash Bandicoot. I would love to hear him voice Crash Bandicoot. That movie would probably look better than that Sonic the Hedgehog movie is going to look. I think I like to think that the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is a troll move. Like uh, everything we've seen up to this point is like really it's a Crash Bandicoot movie, but they've just like changed him blue for the trailer or something. I'll have to take Hannah to see that just because just because she'll love it no matter what. So. Yeah. Well, granted, she didn't like the most recent. Um, the Grinch who stole Christmas. She did not. She care was for very it. weirded out by the Grinch. She said, I don't like his weird belly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's fat, but he's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last achievement I've got comes in from Zalnop, and this achievement is Hey, Crash Bandicooter Belmont. Uh, which I think he just... Oh, wait. I'm oh, sorry. I forgot. He actually told me he submitted the same thing twice on accident. <laughs> this one is play Crash Bandicoot until it makes you want to go play Castlevania 3 instead. <laughs> you know, the easier game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I still haven't beat Castlevania 3. Shame on me. One of these days, man, I'll beat Castlevania it's 3. It's going to be a long time, though, I'm afraid. <laughs> Micah, uh, what's, your, what's your achievement? Um. So in vain of... 
Crash Bandicoot, we're going to go Crash Bandicoot, Ass Booty Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) How do you unlock Ass Booty Shoot? That's um, the alternate ending where Crash gets a hold of the, what's the girlfriend? Tana. Tana. Uh, That's when he gets a hold of her and just goes to town. All right. That's very 1996 appropriate, (laughs) I feel like. (laughs) Uh, Tyler, do you have any? Nope. All right. Let's move on then. I have some questions. Hell yeah. I have some questions. Uh, The first question I have is, I want to know how much this game is on pricecharting.com. What's the average price you think this game is on pricecharting.com? Black black Label. Black Label or Greatest Hits? Let's go Black Label. Okay. Very good question. This game, Crash wasn't on the PS1 Classic, was it? I mean... No, uh, because they just just did the Insane Trilogy. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I forgot they re-released it as a greatest hit, though. So Crash Bandicoot Uh, for the PlayStation Loose. Micah, let's start with you. Black Label? Yes, he says slowly while searching up the price on the internet. (laughs) $15.37. $15.37 for Micah. Price locked in. Forgotten. Tyler? I'm going to up it and say $23.12. $23.12. Closest, without going over... Is nobody. Oh. Actual price of Crash Bandicoot loose for the PlayStation at the time of this recording on PriceSharding.com is $13.29. Want to take a guess how much it is new? 50. Very close. Oops. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I forgot Mike was playing as well. Let me reel that one back in. <laughs> what were you going to say? It sounded like a 60-something. Six, six, yeah, I was going to say 60-something. You're both very close. $55.66. Mm. I'm blown away because I'm used to like us looking up Nintendo NES games on here yeah. and be like, new is $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not for, for new. That's not bad. No, none at all. I have. Is, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Micah. Is that new black label? That is, as far as I know. Um, it doesn't say black label on. Um, it doesn't say black label on PriceCharting.com, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't say greatest hits. So if it doesn't say greatest hits, I assume black label. I have ten more questions. Ten more Dave style questions. Fuck yes. I have a quiz that was sent in by Bovine Bear Quizmaster Matt Cowan. Would you guys like to take that? Let's do it to it. it nah, I'm good. You're See good. You later. Micah, thanks for joining us. It was really good having you on. (laughs) Uh, The name of this quiz is Marsupial Soup. Uh, Bandicoots are marsupials from Australia and Americas. Females carry young in pouches. He's got 10 Dave-style questions about marsupials. Question number one. Taz, of Looney Tunes fame, is this type of marsupial. The Tasmanian Tasmanian devil. devil. Let's lock that in. There's his gimme. Come to Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. Fuck yeah, Taz with his family, his being Crosby father, and yeah. I saw like maybe one episode. Oh man, I love that. that cartoon. I can't even remember what it was called. Was it Come to Tasmania? I don't what know. I just remember he had the whole chill family. He was the only one that was <laughs> right. I watched one episode of that, and then like it was one of those where I watched it, and I was like, 
I'm too old for this. <laughs> like, I mean, it was immediately like, I understand the appeal of this show, but people are going to make fun of me if I'm watching this for sure. <laughs> I wasn't embracing myself as who I was mm-hmm. at that time. A Taz fan, Taz fan <laughs> through and through. <laughs> if you know one thing about me, Tyler, it's that yeah. I love the Tasmanian devil. Yeah, and Brennan, Brennan had that uh, ceramic Taz golfing statue. That <laughs> <laughs> Right. I remember you mentioned that on the mm-hmm. show. My favorite Taz is when he's wearing a baseball cap backwards. Fuck I don't know yeah. about you. Hell yeah. (laughs) Jeans backwards. Oh, yeah. All right. Next question. Sparkster of Rocket Knight Adventures fame is this type of marsupial. That is an opossum. All right. An opossum. Yeah, you'll play the game, not me. Yeah, we played that one for uh, Retro Gaming Monthly. uh, A Japanese opossum. Yeah, the Japanese possums are way cuter mm. than the American possums. We've been over this. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's <laughs> look, it's worth saying Still true. It's still very true. They're pretty much exactly the same. It's just their markings are different. We've got, like, <laughs> the, like, stark white ones that are mm-hmm. just, like, weird ghost demons. <laughs> and then they've got pretty much the same animal, but it's got a little brown on it. And it's like, oh, that's cute. It's that got, helps a lot. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> All right, next question. This type of marsupial is neither bear nor Kong. That is a koala bear, is my my guess. Yep, yep. Koala bear. Good job. Koala Koala bear. bear. Have I mentioned that as a kid, it is koala bear? We got it. As a kid, I owned every zoo book. So Mm. good luck, Matt Cowan. Uh, during the development of the original Crash Bandicoot, he was named after another type of marsupial, Willie the Wombat. All right, locking it in. Wombat! Boom! All right. Shoot, I feel good. This is a great quiz, Mm, Matt. mm. Next question. The largest of marsupials. Kangaroo. Got it already. Uh, often depicted as boxers in animation. Even Mickey Mouse boxed one in a 1935 movie. Mm. Kangaroo. Yeah. Kangaroo. I'm telling you, I owned all those zoo books. Fucking zoo books. <laughs> look, this is this is marsupials and dinosaurs. Don't come into Dave's house. <laughs> Get out of here with that dinosaur shit. <laughs> uh, we got it. Next question. Rocco of Rocco's Modern Life mm. fame is this type of marsupial. Wallaby. It is a wallaby. I'm locking it in. Never seen that. Oh man, Rocco's Modern Life was really good. Rocco's I missed that man that it, whole show. Oh, it like had so much like shit. It had so much dirty shit that I didn't pick up on as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like he is essentially his job is a sex phone operator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh baby, yeah, oh, oh baby, baby, oh baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that channel. We had we had the uh, we had the PBS and the that was it. No wonder you won't get rid of cable. Yeah, yeah, for real. I've got all the power now. You know, honestly, like Nikki grew up without cable too, and like it was really hard to get her to cut it because I mean, I I do feel like there's some. I worked hard for this, exactly. And it's like you're trying to take it away from me. I'm like, we don't need this. We don't need 600 channels. (laughs) All right, locked in. Wallaby. Yes. All right, we're we're in great we're in great shape. Next question. Pinstripe, the bodyguard of Dr. Neocortex, is a type of marsupial that's considered to be the rarest on Earth. Oh, fuck. That was the one that looks like the fucking gangster that we said was from uh, Oh, like Roger weasel. Rabbit earlier. I do not know this one. Zoobooks has failed me! Oh, the rarest marsupial. The rarest marsupial. Pinstripe. Skunk. They're not marsupials. Naked mole rat. Naked mole rat. 
No, it starts with a P. It's because it's it's pinstripe P. But maybe that's just the name. Pinstripe P. Whirl. <laughs> know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. A P. Weasel. <laughs> weasel. Let's uh, let's. Can we pass for now? Yeah. Let's pass for now. I'm gonna come back to it. Next question. This type of marsupial has the shortest pregnancy period of all mammals at 12 weeks. It's no wonder they made too many of his video games. All right. So it's a video game marsupial that had a bunch of video games. This, I, this wasn't in Zoo Books. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. This wasn't even in, this wasn't even in 321 Contact. I mean, <laughs> marsupial. What, is a what other marsupial besides Crash has video games? Right, exactly. I mean, Sparkster, but we've already we've already covered Sparkster, and he only has like a three or four too games. Too many. Yeah, it's four too many games. I liked I liked I liked um, I liked Rocket Knight Adventures. Yeah, that was a lot better than Sparkster. Have we ha- have we used Crash as an answer? We have not used a Bandicoot. Do you want to go with Bandicoot? Mm. Yeah, we could. I mean, he's got. I guess that's three games. He's, four well, games. The, the racing, racing game. games. He's got Crash Game Team Boy racing. games. Yeah, all right, sure. Crash Bandicoot. That sounds good to me. Right. I, I have no better let's, better answer. Let's log in Bandicoot. It is Bandicoot! Good job, Micah. Nice job, Micah. Workshop. Yeah, I know, yeah. We couldn't have done it. It was a team effort. Next question. This cartoon show first appeared on Disney's Raw Tunage. The name is a portmanteau using the word marsupial and a French word meaning happy. Sounds more like a word meaning cured meats. I know the answer to this question. It's marsupilami. It's a French comic strip that was turned into an animated, very short uh, animated series. All I'm right. Almo- I'm almost Damn. 100% positive that it's marsupilami. Yeah, all right. Sounds good to me. Were you good, you good with that? <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm logging it in. Marsupilami. It is marsupilami. Nice. All right. Man, we got to get this pinstripe <laughs> fucking question. <laughs> we got to 100% this. All right. Last question before we have to go to the pinstripe one. During the Sydney 2000 Summer Olympics, this character was created and used as the unofficial mascot. I do not know. I don't know that either. It's a character that was created and used as the unofficial mascot of the- Is it a wallaby? I don't know, man. We've already had wallaby as an answer. Have we? Yeah, because Rocco is a wallaby. I think he's- I think Matt is looking for the name of the character. Was there- it had to have been like a kangaroo or something, right? Like- but, like, what was the name of the kangaroo? Kanga? I don't know. <laughs> Roo? Roo? <laughs> it probably is something stupid like Roo. Ripper Roo no, from yeah. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no clue whatsoever. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to 100% this one. No, I don't. I mean, what's what's some other fucking marsupials? I mean, we can't have that many left, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably we do. <laughs> Pinstripe? I don't know that many marsupials. Well, we don't know the answer to the Sydney 2000 Olympics question. What's a lemur? What's... A lemur? Is What's there... a lemur? I think a lemur is like um, a lemur. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's, the... What's that fucking song? Um, God damn it. Sits in the old bone tree. You know, the you can see. Stop. Koopa Bear. Stop. Is, it, is that a marsupial? I think Koopa Bear is a rodent. I think it's the world's, like the world's largest rodent. rodent. Yeah. yeah, I think that's oh. right. I was trying to think of that too. PBS, you feel me? I want a refund. (laughs) Maya the Bee. (laughs) Maya the Bee. Man, I remember getting so furious whenever I'd see Maya the Bee, and I do not know why. It was just, (laughs) 
an assault to my senses. Whatever. It's like, Maya the Bee, get this shit out of here. <laughs> yeah, I got no clue. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. Uh, I mean, you just want to take a guess? Rue? Kanga? Rue Rat. Rue Rat. Locking it in. Rue Rat. <laughs> Brought to you by Tyler Sleep Medication. Yeah, it's. I'm feeling it. You are feeling it. I can tell. You're like rocking back and yep. forth a little bit. Yep. Yeah. The answer is Fatso, the fat arsed wombat. <laughs> okay they did say unofficial the question did say unofficial mascot i guess well so is so is rue rat the big dick fuck he's also the the unofficial (laughs) mascot for the the atlanta olympics back in like 92 rue rat the sponsored by vegemite big dick aussie Uh, Okay, so the question we skipped was Pinstripe, the bodyguard of Dr. Neocortex, is a type of marsupial that's considered to be the rarest on Earth. I do not know the answer Mm -hmm. to that question. It starts with a P. That's all I got. Mm. Pooty poo. A pooty poo. Locking it in. A pooty poo. -poo. I remember seeing that one. Pooty pooty tang. Pooty tang. You're pretty close. (laughs) It's potoroo. All right. That That's is, what I said. Pooty Roo. <laughs> that, is, that is an animal I have never heard of. Yeah, same here. <laughs> a po- a Poto Roo. <laughs> That's Eight it. All right. We got 80%. That's pretty good. Half credit. That's way better than we've done on most of Matt's quizzes. So. That is very true. Matt, excellent quiz. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Tyler. That is, yes, um, yeah, I, I'm, we did better than I thought. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have some important questions for you. Two mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Just two more. Hang mm-hmm. in there, baby. Mm-hmm. You're like the kitten on the clothesline, a very sleepy kitten. <laughs> <laughs> at any moment, you're going to you're gonna drop. Boom. We don't know what's down below. Hey, I, I'm not at board game episode yet. so That is true. You're not literally asleep yet. Uh, we don't know what's at the bottom of that poster, in the hang in there poster. Just, you don't yeah. know what's at the below that, what, what's you down don't. there. It could be anything. could be open arms. Could or, be. Uh, or hell. You don't know. I could probably hell. It's probably hell. Before the we... Schrodinger's cl- poster. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. Is there, is the poster here or is it not here? The poster's, <laughs> the answer is the poster's never alive, actually. Before we close things out, I've got two, the, the most important questions on the mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. The first of which being, uh, Tyler, if you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, mm-hmm. what kind of beard would it be and why? I'd give it the furry white beard of Cat Mario. Cat Mario, another Cat game Mario. we need to do an episode on. You're damn right. With hashtag more Miller. Hell yes, with Miller. I, we really, we've been talking about doing that for years. We yep. need to do that. Yep. <laughs> I want that to be a Twitch stream. What I want, I'm not oh, even man. involved. With it's, Miller? It, no, I'm Are not there. Miller it's playing just it? Miller playing <laughs> Cat Mario. God, that would be good. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I'll get him 21 beers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> What's goddamn cat doing? Oh, oh, fuck. That's probably the closest we'll ever get to. Dave, why'd you do this shit to me? (laughs) Yeah, that is 100% going to be said. That's about as close as we're ever going to get to Cooter Belmont being a real life thing. (laughs) (laughs) Is getting Miller super drunk to play Cat Cat Mario Mario. for the internet. (laughs) Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would you give it? 
uh, I would have to give it my, not my current pair of glasses, because I got a new pair, right. but my old pair of glasses. All right. Uh-huh. Why is that? Uh, you crashed into things a lot? <laughs> yeah, well, they still look good, uh, and they were mostly functional, but uh, they were sort of broken, and sort of, it was difficult to wear. It wasn't super fun. It got the job done. So, like so Crash, like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I won't have a link in the show notes to your old glasses. <laughs> I just put a picture of the, my glasses on the floor. Are they for sale? Can you sell? Oh, shit. How much you want to sell your old glasses for? <laughs> $10. Man, that's pretty cheap. All right. You, I mean, someone who needs glasses can knock the, knock the lenses out of there and they got mm-hmm. some nice frames. Yeah. 10 bucks. It's, it's yours, there listener. You <laughs> Send a money order to Ted Fogg, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box, whatever. Yep. If, if you guess right, you can have them. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. A, not only do you have to, you have to send $10 to a random ad, random P.O. Box in Paducah. You'll probably end up with glasses. Yeah. You, yeah, it'll happen. That's pretty much it. All right. Thanks for coming on, Micah. Yeah, dude. Yep. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, let's see. So you missed the next episode. Mm. Well, we, we talked about it for a while. I think mm. we're going to do Smart Ball smart, for the SNES. Smart Ball. Smart Ball. Smart Ball. I'm yeah. sure everyone out there has heard of this game. Oh, 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 yeah. Smart Ball. Smart Man. Ball for the SNES, you say. Mm-hmm. The Super Nintendo Entertainment System? Yeah. Okay. Do my parents need to help me hook that one up? Or? Probably. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll call my dad. <laughs> Hey, we uh, we have some hot sauces because we had Mike on it. I want to try it. Plus, my stomach is pretty fucked up today. But we have hot sauces from Facebook Alien Wing Wong. We're gonna try soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to send us a package like he did, like Link has with yes. this, I took a sip of this alcohol and I was like, nope, my stomach's too fucked up for that too. Yikes. Okay. So um, yeah, believe it or not, we're not drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I would have already been asleep. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, a, yeah, this accelerates and intensifies the effect of my sleeping medication. Oh so, yeah, alcohol one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to send something, you can send it to Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. Or if you want to call us, leave a voicemail, 270-883-2555. Uh, Instagram, Tadpog underscore podcast. Yep. We're on Facebook. Just search for Tadpog. We're on Twitter. Yep. Just search for Tadpog. Um, thanks to everybody who shares the, and retweets the those episode announcements. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, I stream on Twitch. Every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Central Time, if you want to come and hang out, help with achievements and stuff, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we do have we have a Patreon. And uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank some people who have recently donated. Micah, I think you're on this list. Um, if you, Choo-choo, motherfucker. <laughs> choo-choo. If you want to uh, be cool like Micah, you can go to patreon.com slash tadpog. Uh, donate at least a dollar on there, and uh, you'll get bonus uh, episodes that we do... Uh, monthly. I mean, we try to do it as as we try to do it once a month. Uh, but we've got. Uh, we just recently, as a part of a six months ago, I think we reached five hundred dollars uh, on yep, Patreon. Yep, yep, yep. And the goal was to do a photo shoot with uh, waifu pillows that had been sent in by. I, I believe that Kana sent those to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to repeat. We have done that. That happened this past weekend. It is finished. It is finished. We're waiting on um, the edited photographs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once those are done, they are going to be posted on the Patreon page. So if you are a donor there, you will get to see them. Uh, I do ask, and I'll put this in the post, that if you are a Patreon donor, please keep those photographs private. Because (laughs) I'm... Because dicks are out. Because dicks are 100% out. Yeah. Dicks are out for ombre. Yeah. Yeah. I I do have my... (laughs) 
<laughs> I do have my gorilla body pillow uh, that I should have brought. <laughs> my, my Harambe body pillow. Those that has to exist. Yeah, that absolutely I has to so. exist. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank uh, everybody who has recently donated to us on Twitter. Twitter. On yeah, Patreon. Start to do us on you Twitter. Can do, yeah, you want to send me, send me money J- on Just Twitter. tweet us saying $5. Oh, my God. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> yeah. $5. You got that cam girl link? <laughs> yeah, I do. My free cams. You can find me on my free. I'm on Twitch on Sunday nights. I'm on my free cams on Friday nights. My free cams slash tapog. <laughs> it's just me watching Twitch on my free cams. It's Did just you? somebody jerking off onto a tab box shirt. <laughs> You like baby? You like baby? <laughs> no, I want you to do that and just you be be you eating a bag of barbecued baked clays in like an old t-shirt. <laughs> a very big t-shirt. Essentially your, your the wor- Tweety Bird. The, the XXL a Tweety Bird, Bird that Ryan got us yeah, eating dirty t-shirt. Baked clays of that. Yeah, I'm eating Cool Ranch Doritos actually. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to thank exalted Lord Mike of Purdue for uh, upping his donation uh, by one penny, riding that penny train. Thank you, Micah. (laughs) And I'd also like to thank Keith Rains for upping his donation. Uh, He didn't up it by a penny, but Keith, I appreciate it, so here you go anyway. (laughs) And that is it. If everybody got on the penny train, that would be a lot of pennies. That'd be a whole lot of pennies. How many donors do you have, do you know, offhand? Not offhand. I'd have to pull it up. Uh, at one point, we had like, there, I don't know, like there nine. There are fives of us. Yeah. Yeah. We had five yeah. people. It's pretty much Alex. It's Alex Pena, Keith Rains, and then you, Micah. That's pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty much, and Cousin David. That's pretty much what we're rolling with. Uh, so if you want your name added to that list of four people, then uh, feel free to join us on Patreon.com. Just kidding. I think we got like, at one point, we had like, I don't know, man, 90 some, 90 people, mm-hmm. something like that. It's somewhere in that range. Yeah. That's like, I mean, one penny. A penny an episode mm. will get you like almost a dollar. Another dollar, yeah, a dollar an yeah. episode. That'd be fucking amazing. So, Micah, what's, ne- what's the next tier, or what's the n- not next tier? What's the next reward? What's the next big goal? Uh, Penguin Jankum at like ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want that. We'll have to consult Sandwich Pope Phil. I think he is keeping the records on that. I do not know. There should be a pizza at some point, right? Oh, yeah, we passed the Deadpool, the Deadpool pizza. pizza. Yeah, and we also uh, owe everybody a poop in the ocean. We'll do that. Could be our good my free cams where Dave and I split a Deadpool pizza. <laughs> Just sit there while and... pooping in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, man, let's knock all these out at once. <laughs> <laughs> while while doing a penguin jinkum. <laughs> <laughs> I do think one of the Patreon goals was literally to buy a penguin. So mm. yeah, uh, we'll do that first to get the jinkum. You're right. I, mean, I, I yeah, and I think it's that's the process, p- Tyler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think let's do let's reboot Breaking Bad, but it's us making penguin jinkum. <laughs> <laughs> breaking sad. Got <laughs> <laughs> to properly clean the penguin first. All these other penguin jiggins, they're dirty ass penguins. That's I mean you're I, an award winning because all your zoo books you're really good. Oh at yeah, it. oh yeah, right. That's what. Let's like on a consult constantly. <laughs> There's an episode where I lose my penguin zoo books and I'm freaking out. <laughs> and we got to break. Because you're the Walt and I'm the Jesse because I'm very street smart. <laughs> You know, so you can't. You're zoo smart. Come on, <laughs> you're zoo smart. I'm I'm zoo book smart. <laughs> that was so bad. Listen, this episode, I can't believe I'm laughing at that shitty joke. <laughs> you're zoo smart. I'm zoo book smart. Let's repeat it. <laughs>
<laughs> no. F- fan art of Breaking Sad, please. Oh, man. Speaking of fan art. Uh, Those posters, though. God, Jonathan Wilson. Man, oh, hell made some yes. fucking posters that are amazing. There's three variations that he did, a green one, a red one, and a blue one. Um, we're going to sell them. Uh, and uh, he said that because he's overseas, uh, he can't donate yeah, the we're, Patreon. We're gonna sell them and help him get fucking back to America. He's stuck. <laughs> he's, stuck. he's stuck over there. <laughs> well, yeah, we're working on a way to get. We're, we're gonna you- get him over the wall. Get him back. <laughs> that fucking wall. Is that how that works? <laughs> So he he did an amazing job. He posted some photographs of it on um, the Tadpog Nation Facebook group. Join us there if you want to check them out. Um, or if you don't, then uh, maybe you'll see them uh, whenever we figure out a way that we can sell them online. I may bring um, I may print some out and bring some to the Louisville Arcade oh, Expo. That'd be to great. Um, because the Tadpog Nation group, where if you stream spam, I will delete you. <laughs> yeah, Micah, thanks for being a mod on there, uh, along with uh, Phil and Drew. And uh, I guess that's it. I guess that's, uh, right. I guess we did an episode, y'all. Our theme song is moved. I think more drive. Link to that track behind the show notes at tapbog.com. Mm-hmm. Micah, how you want to close this one out? Um, I don't know. That's probably something I should have thought about before, Hannah. That's all right. We wait. Yeah. Uh, I will say before we close, um, just touching on prom coming up. If mm-hmm. anybody, like reservations are in and firm and everything else, but so firm. if anybody last minute tries to want to go, just send me a message. Oh God, you I'll just try to, send me a message. Not I know, to man, you, you, fuck just, off. you just opened yeah. the fucking door, dude. I know, I know, but <laughs> I don't want to get a like, message tomorrow night being like, "Can you please edit that out?" No, no, <laughs> no I want to be send me a message. They say, "Hey, can I go?" No, fuck off. I said it was closed. <laughs> No, but it, it continues to get bigger and bigger, and I continue to complain about how much I hate fucking dealing with it because it continues to get bigger and bigger, and then my anxiety kicks into overdrive, and then I'm like, oh, my God, we're not going to have enough to do. Oh, my God, there's too many oh, people. Oh, my God. Dude, don't even worry about that, man. I mean, like, there's so much to do. It's it's all good. It's going to be a lot of fun this year, and it is yeah, cool. I mean, we're up to, like, 20, what did I tell you the other day? 27, 28 rooms, something like that. Yeah, it's wild. Like, Jesus. It's wild. It's, it's getting ridiculous. And that's not counting like people that have been there in the past, like Tyler and Melissa not being able to come this year. Um, Who? No one, no, one, no one important. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like there's people that aren't coming this year that have been in previous years. So you've got like if everybody, it's just going to continue to get bigger and bigger. Like we made the joke the other day, but at some point, like between you guys' show and Nerdy Thursday, those twinks over at Nerdy Thursday. <laughs> um, Twink and a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the, a twink uh, is a marsupial? <laughs> it's, it's the second rarest marsupial. It's a, what is it? Uh, uh, it's um, a, a Slavic marsupial. <laughs> um, between Nerdy Thursday, Experience Grind, um, Mac Tech, you know, Street Pizza, like all those Hops other guys, like all, yeah, Hops and Heroes. Um, like we have enough people at this point. Like we could almost have our own expo. Like that's been a running joke, but it legitimately could happen at some point. What's nice about the What's nice about meeting up at the Louisville Arcade Expo, having prom at Louisville Ar- Arcade Expo, is even if we don't have anything going on, there is that expo to fall back on, which mm-hmm. is which is really nice. Um, even though I know a lot of people aren't even buying badges of the expo this year. Uh, so next year we just have 30 people camp in my backyard and just day drink. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, that actually doesn't sound too bad. Is that an invitation? The, the Tadpog music festival. You've got a big backyard. Oh, yeah, I could fit 30 tents. We should do that. <laughs> <laughs>
Got that six car so, garage. Turn yeah. that turn that out. The Tadpog Festival. Tadpog, big old Tadpog fuck room is what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just it's continuing to grow. So I don't want anybody to feel left out. Like I'm gonna be a, a dick about it and be like, no, I've already made reservations. But really, like if you <laughs> wait last minute, I'm gonna try to get you worked in. So don't don't not message me. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for organizing everything, man. It's really yep, cool yep. of you. I just, you know, I prefer my hand jobs with lotion. <laughs> I'll, I'll let everyone else All know. All right, princess. <laughs> <laughs> I call dibs on Phil. Man, you're about to say 28 rooms. That is quite the Phil Bukake. I'm yeah. sad I'm not going to be Oof. there. I'm sorry, Bulbasaur. Everybody edge for a week and eat nothing but asparagus. Yeah. Bulbasaur, your husband's coming back. A different man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Micah, how do you want to close it out? Like the Tiki mask? All right. I don't even know how to do that. Right. Nope. Said, do that. Uh, hey, that's how this works. Yeah, we can do it. Uh, I don't even remember what the Tiki Max is. I just fucking <laughs> framed for it. Awudabaga. 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 Okay. Right. Okay, I got this. I don't have this. <laughs> no, me neither. It's fine. We're going to be good. Right. We'll do this together. It's like a pool party. No one wants to take their shirt off first. <laughs> so let's all do it together. It's a big Doug funny <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> pool party. Thank you. Man, that episode of Doug's so good. Yeah, because it was like speaking to my <laughs> yep. inner self. Yep. All right. Too many episodes of Doug spoke to my inner self. <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> Doug and Hoarders. <laughs> so until next time. That's not my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a show. I'm going to try to, like, not eat or drink. What's going to be the hard part? Not eating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if y'all have anything to open, you you can just do that, and I'll just sit here and eat my soup while you do that and act like I'm I'm participating. (laughs) We do have something to open, but I don't know what's in it. I I don't think it's soup. I hope Bill sent us a package of soup. I, I can get some good foley work on the soup slurping. That <laughs> perfect <laughs> soup eating foley. We'll put that in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>